How you feeling tonight? I'm feeling amazing. Did you drink before you came here? I'm sipping now. So I am sober. That's what the fuck I like to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, except for the ones on TikTok. Oh, shit. I am Raw Skinny, a.k.a. Frankie Grimes, a.k.a. Brother Malcolm X3, a.k.a. The Magic Man. This is Radiantly Speaking, episode 33. Episode 33. This is your host, Rape. This shit is streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM, TuneIn at Podbean, Podomatic, Caster, Pandora, YouTube, MDMALifestyle.com, and wherever else you get your funky, dusty, musty, busted-ass fucking podcast. I fucked up all the way up there. It's so fun, but I look amazing. I told you that earlier. Oh, my God. Yes. I had to ask a couple people if I should do glasses or not the glasses. And they was like, one person was like, no glasses. And then she was like, no glasses. And so I told her what my hair looked like. So she was like, oh, yeah, we need the glasses. Somebody else told me he wanted me to wear glasses, too. So we got glasses on. We got glasses on. And I... Hot like fire. Yes. I am here with a very special guest. My long, long, long time friend. G. <laughs> and also, I have my baby girl, my uh, Thickyana, <laughs> my Tina Team. Oh, that's okay, you man. Hang on, late man. <laughs> they kind of just flow like just a little bit. Um, yes. How's everybody doing? Good. I'm good. 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 Living yeah. a dream. How was your week? This. 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 It's been tough. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's been tough, but, you know, we, we got through it. Yes. We got through it. It's like my week. Oh, man. My week was actually good. My week is always amazing um, because I start my days off in a good in a good way. Um, Monday kind of disturbed me a little bit because I don't have, like, a big relationship with my mom. And she kind of sent this text message out to, like, me and every fucking body in my family <laughs> trying to like apologize and amend our relationship and I don't know it kind of I don't know it kind of disturbed me just Rubbed a little bit way. yeah so I had to kind of pray about it and and leave it alone and then I had therapy today and I talked about it and now I'm back on my my race shit shout out to therapy shout out to therapy I told my grandmother I was going to talk about it, and I mean, it ain't really changed how I felt, but I mean, it changed the, it took me back to where I already was going, so that's how that goes. How was your week? What do you mean it took you back to where you were going? Meaning, like, before the text message, like, Got I was it. calm, cool, collective, Got and it. then it took me back to being that calm, cool, collective to where it just kind of was, oh, Monday she sent the text message, okay, oh, well, let's move on. Um, me and my mom, um, that is, um, we've never had like a, a big mother daughter relationship. So to me, she kind of is just like, I know who she is, but she's like one of those people where you have to love from a distance. Yeah. Um, 
me and her relationship isn't like my sister and her relationship where, you know, they have that mother daughter thing. Um, me and my mom, I think have probably never had like that mother daughter. It's always literally been us neck to neck, like battle to battle, like we competition. It's always like a I don't know. It's always like a fight. Like my mom, to me, I feel like she looks at me as if I'm some random chick I on the street. Like that kind of um, it's always negativity for real. Like, is that and it's been like that the whole time? It's been like that since my teenage years. Yep. Are y'all are y'all the same? Like they are y'all like y'all the same people? Like have the same? We're both Sagittarius. Yeah. I um, so the push and pull. Yeah, we're both Sagittarius. Both fire signs. Both have strong personalities. Um, it's just like, even, I mean, even being the same, it shouldn't, like, that's your mom, like, when I look, like, that's my mom, like, I shouldn't have to look at my mom and have to always be on defense, like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's how I always am, like, with my mom, and, um, it's like, I don't know, I always... I always fed into my grandmother. Like, if I needed anybody, I went to my grandmother. Like, that was the person that I ran to. Um, So I think that's why it's also hard for me to kind of just be like, okay, well, let's start this relationship or whatever, because I literally is like me trying to build a relationship with someone that I don't like. Um, And it's kind of weird because I'm just like, at the end of the day, I'm trying to separate the person that I don't like and the her being my mom and I just can't I can't I can't separate the two so I'm like for me to even be able to coexist with her in my life I just rather her be over there I'd be over here she maintain her relationship with my kids and keep it moving that's always a dilemma like being a child and have to muster up the energy to make relationships okay when they're supposed to be the grown up and make right. it okay. Even right. if I'm a grown up now, mm-hmm. you were su- you were supposed to be that grown up to make it okay. Right. Why should I have to put my big girl pants mm-hmm. on? And this makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you grow up, you're looking at your your parents as right. superheroes. Right. Like they can yeah. do no wrong. You know what right. I'm saying? And then you get to a point where you become an adult and you start Lord. seeing mm-hmm. things like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's messed up. And then now you in the position where you're trying to fix it or you're trying to play the you're almost the parent role. Right. And it's 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 But how do you look at that <clears throat> when you've never like okay. I probably like the last time I probably even felt like a motherly love from my mom, I probably was like seven, eight years old. Yeah. I'm gonna share something with you. Mm-hmm. My relationship with my mom is mm-hmm. very similar to yours, mm-hmm. minus the whole competition right, shit. Right. Um, but what he just said kind of struck a chord because I'm in a situation now where even though that was the relationship mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. I have to take care of her. Right. So, oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's really going to come a point mm-hmm. where you're going to have to figure something out with that relationship, you feel me? And I feel mm-hmm. like... In a situation like that, I would be more open to doing it. Because you have to. Because I have to, exactly. But now it's just like who she is today, like my memories of her, like the fucked up shit that she's done in my life. I just like, we can be in the same room, like, Mm -hmm. but I just, 
us going out to eat, us doing like movie dates. Or I, uh, I can't rock with it. So what do you do if you cut your parent off and something happens like that? Do you run and take care of them if they've written you off? Um, me personally, yeah. Okay. That's just because I feel morally obligated. Yeah. There's really nobody else in the situation because I'm my mom's only child. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like, what else is it going right. to be? Facts. And then you're just a good-hearted person, so you yeah. would never do nothing like that. I mean... Yeah, you can say what you want. You right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Accept the mushy. No, no, bit. it's true. Nah, I mean you. You a good person. Like everybody, so, some people would have been like, nah, nah. They like right. whatever. They they hold that grudge. But if I you, know if you, people like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know a lot of people like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like it. You get they treat their parents or their family like they like crap mm -hmm. until until shit hits the fan, mm -hmm. and then now they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have did this. I mm -hmm. wish I could have said this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's it's, it's a pride thing, man. Mm -hmm. Like we got, like people got to swallow their pride. Somebody got to sit there and say, listen. Even though I don't feel like I'm wrong, mm -hmm. I'm willing to sit sit there and like and say I'm wrong. Let's let's try to start it over. Let's try mm -hmm. to build something. Mm -hmm. That's the type of person I am. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, but everybody ain't like that. It's tough, especially when it's family. Yeah. I think the thing with me is I don't have an issue in sitting down and having that conversation, but my mom has never been the type of person to accept accountability. If I told her everything that, you know, from us like being in two physical altercations to her choosing men over me or her waiting until I was a certain age to tell me about my father, like those times like in my life like fucked me up to where i started having like in identity issues i started having anger because yeah. of it and it's just like how do i set like you could have like literally waited till i was 24 years old to say some fucked up shit that she should have just took to her fucking grave mm -hmm. so you, were you at a high point in your life when she told you certain shit I was just moving from um, Pennsylvania back to Baltimore. Is there any, uh, do you feel, um, if you don't mind sharing, mm -hmm. do you feel like there's any, like, resentment or envy coming from that side that might be fueling? This, I always uh, feel like that. And then being in therapy and talking to my therapist about it, she's also, like, stated it as well. Um, only because um, how our relationship has been, like, like I said, I probably can count on both hands how many positive experiences I've had with my mom. And from me being 33 years old, it's just like, okay, like, you know, at a young age, I was with my grandmother until high school. And then high school, I was with my mom for those four years. And then right after I graduated, I moved out. Like, I didn't want literally nothing to do with my mom. So when it comes to that like i don't know if it well, i'm not gonna say i don't know i feel like it, it could potentially be like resentment i feel like um whatever choice that she made before i was born probably stuck with her um she had guilt uh i don't know well, uh, i try to be funny but mm -hmm. so you trying to say basically she a hater for real in a sense because with not just me, just me and my sister in general, we are living better than she is. 
Isn't um, that the goal as a parent? Though? Right. Which if you would think so. Selfish, right. If you're which not you would selfish. think so. If, if you allow other people to shine and not worry about right. you so much. Because uh, prime example, I went to, um, I did a travel, uh, travel contract um, to California last year. And uh, my mom, she was there to help me. She had my kids. She was, you know, taking them to school, um, taking them to their dads. Because, of course, I had, you know, the arrangements with their dads or whatever. She was doing all of that. Um, I came back. I started hearing, like, some crazy stuff that I was just like, whatever. Like, I left it alone. But then when me and her actually had words, she says to me that if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have been able to go to California. Because you were born on some shit like that? Just the fact that she needed her. Just, and yeah. she never needs oh, her for gotcha, anything. Gotcha. And it wasn't even gotcha. that she really right. needed her. It's the fact that she's on his high horse now because you're asking me for something. Right. You know how you have those parents that don't deal with you because you get everything on your own, you're independent, mm -hmm. but the moment you ask them for something, they want to poke their chest out a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it was one of, yeah, it was one of those, um, those instances. And after that, I was just like, I can't do this shit no more. Because it's always, if you ask her for something, and it's not just with me, that's with anybody. Like, she's always quick to like, oh, I did this for you. I did that for you. As if she wants some type of recognition. Like, what do you want? You could have said no. And she hates when I say that. Like, you could have said no to me. Because I had another um, or opportunity to, you know, still go. And my kids have still been taken well care of while I was gone. Um, and it wasn't like I was there. The, it was a three-month three contract. So I wasn't there the whole three months. I was coming home, mm -hmm. if not every weekend, I was coming home every other weekend. Gotcha. So, but like shit like that is like, I have to explain to people, like, I get what y'all saying. Y'all outside looking in, but you have to understand the path that I've had with her. Mm -hmm. I can't just be like, okay, well, let's just sweep that under the rug and let's just start over because then what ends up happening is something else happens and it's, the cycle all over never, again. Never I'm tired of the cycle. Like I'm, t I'm like I finally got to a point of my life where I'm at peace. I'm happier. I'm dealing with my shit like the way I need to deal with my shit. I'm not depending on her. I'm not depending on anybody. Like I'm good. So let me let me ask you mm -hmm. two questions. Mm -hmm. um, you said that the relationship with with your mother and your sister is different. They have a it's, great. They have an awesome relationship. Why, why do you think that is? And then let me ask you the other mm -hmm. question. And then the, <clears throat> the relationship you had with your mother, mm -hmm. has, how's, that, how's that impacted you and your relationship with your, ch your child? The awesome question. Um, so the first thing, my mom and my sister, <laughs> my mom and my sister, um, they've always, like I said, had a good relationship. And I feel like it's because my mom... While I was with my grandmother, um, I always wanted to go to my grandmother. Like I said, from fifth grade to eighth grade, I was with my grandmother. Um, my sister, you know, she was there too, but she was more, you know, with my mom where I wanted to stay with my grandmother. Um, so I feel like because at that point in time, at me being so young, I depended upon my grandmother. It kind of erase my mom from me needing my mom more so with my sister my sister's always had my mom so she's always depended on my mom to where their relationship has always been you know like that like when her when my mom and my sister got into their first argument my sister cried 
cried like that probably was like the end is like the end of the world for her like and i'm telling her like listen i've been there like i've argued with her like this is nothing new but i can understand i'm like the only thing i don't want you to do because my sister's attitude is like she's a gemini so she like she'll snap at any point and i'm like the only thing i ask for you not to do like i get that y'all in a rough patch right now but do not fight her mm-hmm. if i could take that back i would um yeah if i could take that back i would i said so that's the only thing like you know you can argue with her you can do all of that with her but just do not you know raise her because she's like oh if she do this and i'm gonna do this and i just no just let her say what she gotta say just iron it out because it's hurting you more than it's hurting her and i think that in that part i think they found their strength in their relationship to where now it's like they fucking butt buddies and shit. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then as far as the second question, um, with my sons, well, with my oldest son, because my youngest son is only four, but even with him, um, with my oldest son, I feel like our relationship is a lot because I don't push him off to people. Like, if anything, I'm trying to get him to understand that, number one, it's a life lesson. Like, if I'm going to work, you got to understand that I'm here to get you whatever it is that you need to have. I'm here to pay whatever bill I need to pay, like, so that we can survive. Um, it's not anything to say. Is it dying? No. Oh. I'm waving. I'm going to say it had it on the Secretary of the Hand. You can't talk like that around me. So <laughs> fucking heart just <laughs> what the fuck? Get a charger. Get a charger. <laughs> no, but um, with him, with my kids, um, I just feel like just showing them that I'm always there um, is most important. And if I'm not there, it's a reason for it. Like, mommy is getting money. Like, mommy is going to hustle through anything. You told me, like, my son wanted PS5. All the freaking jobs that I could possibly get to get this boy, this game, or anything that he wants. Because with me and his father not being together, like, our relationship is fucked up to where on his father's side he lacks a lot um and i tried to fulfill me and his dad so it's just like that's the only time you're going to ever see that i'm not there but i want you to always know that even if i'm not there does not mean that you can't come to me and talk to me like if it's some shit that like fucks you up like whether it's bullying or anything like just say what it is. Like, I don't want you to have to be scared of anybody. Like, I don't want you to have to hold your tongue. I don't want to, want you to have to, um, I don't know. My thing was like with my mom is just having my grandma to go, go to and not my mom. So I just wanted to put something in. Like, I am always here. Like, even if like, I'm not here, I'm here. Like, so I think that's, I don't know. I think that's what more so it didn't really, I don't know. Like, I just want the complete opposite for my kids, like, that I had. Like, I just want them to know, like, mommy will always be here no matter what. Like, I'm going to fuck up, but tell me when I fuck up. Like, be able to do that. You sure you can handle that? Hell yeah. It's the most communicated person. The thing with me, even when it comes to, like, outside of my children, even when it comes to relationships, like, we've had this conversation. Like, I need the truth. Like, 
if I'm not the only person that you're dating, tell me. Because that gives me the opportunity to decide if I want to continue. Like, I'm not going to be upset. Because if I'm really feeling you and shit like that, and you come to me like, you know, I took this other girl. I probably will fuck with you more because of your honesty. Opposed to me finding out, like, fucking on a whim, going through your phone or some shit and see all these. Because that's what happened to me a couple months ago. Dudes don't like projection. That's why they don't tell the truth. Because they're scared you're going to say no. They'd rather just hide it. So yeah. Yes and no. That wasn't selfish. Yeah, like, I mean, you couldn't listen. I mean, well, that that guy was a little bit different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking stay. That shit was just disgusting. <laughs> that shit was just nasty. All right, I got a real nigga question. <laughs> Why did you choose to have the guest you have right now for this uh, mental health? So I chose to have G because, number one, um, all I see on Facebook is different guys telling, um, well, just posting about nobody caring about their mental health. Oh, let's talk um, about Yes. Nobody cared about um, their mental health. Um, and not just on Facebook. It's just the conversations. Everywhere. My brother is like, you know, my cousins. Like, it's like... Niggas are like, hey, what about me? Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like with guys, like, you you guys have to be so strong for any and everything that it's not that people don't care. It's just that you guys are working so hard. Y'all don't have time to sit down and say, this is what's going on with me. I need help. I feel like that. Okay. Or you're raised to be so strong yeah. and dominant and not have a care in the world mm-hmm. when you worry more than anybody. Because as a provider and protector, your only job is to worry. Right. And exactly. through that, you still have not answered why you chose this particular So thing. I chose G because um, I was trying to get guys that had struggled with mental health. Um being as it's close to February, like the lover's month, and I love love, um, I want to kind of focus on, no, yes, we do. Um, I want to focus on the guys. Of course, I'm not with a, I'm not gay, I'm not bisexual or anything like that. Um, I love my guys. So I want to make sure that, you know, the conversations that I could be having with you could kind of help me to where when I get into a relationship or when I get married or whatever, I know how to deal and how to handle. So he was a perfect person because we go back way, way back. (laughs) With all that being said, G, could you give a proper introduction? Yes. For yourself, because I feel like, you know, she introduced you earlier, but I want to let you get your shit off as well. So Yeah, so my my name is Garrett. Um, I guess, like she said, I've known her for for a while now. Um, um, I am married with four kids. Hold up, air horns, Yeah, my youngest is four, and my oldest uh, twins are sixteen. So. Shout out to you, King. Yes. Um, but yeah, she well, she she did she made a post about mental illness and um, it's something that is is uh, is personal to me because I've struggled with mental illness mm-hmm. for a long time um, and it's something that it's it's taboo. I mean, there's so many different facets and it, there's so many different layers to it. Um, just on 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 a on a on a top level, it's taboo with men. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. 
So if you if you if you if you look at commercials on TV and they're about depression and like the the medications they have, you you really see men on on those commercials. Mm-hmm. You see women. Ah, okay. And you okay. see white women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so it, it's it's changed a little bit now and recently you might see a, a one or two men on there, but mm-hmm. the men don't look like me. Right. I don't I can't relate on that visual picture they're showing. Gotcha. Um so it's on a on a on a big level it's it's taboo with men. Men are men are supposed to be strong. We're supposed right. to be you're not supposed to cry. I mean, even when you're a child when you're when you when you your your son is, is up to bat in a T ball and the father yells out and says, You're hitting like a girl. <laughs> so in your mind you're like that your son, you're telling your son that for one, that women 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 are weak. One. And that two you're you 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 can't you're not on the same levels when you're strong you're ma- you're masculine mm-hmm. or that when your son cries and you tell him like what are you crying for suck them tears up god gave us tear ducts for a reason right so do you kind of feel like that's like indirect conditioning it is it is but do you are you uh would you agree that it might not be intentional it's i i, I do believe that i think it's generational mm-hmm. okay so so with my father I, I, so me, my, I, I'm listening to her conversation with, about her and her mother's relationship. Mm-hmm. Me, let, let me tell you a little bit. But my, 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 how I was, how I grew up. So I'm biracial. My mother's white. Okay. My father's black. My parents met in the in the in the late '70s, early '80s. So you can just imagine the the, the troubles that they mm-hmm. went through. My mother never. My mother grew up, um, dirt poor. She. Uh, they were so poor that social services came and took her and her sisters and her brothers and separated mm-hmm. them. Her yeah. father would leave and go out for work and do and try to get work to bring back to the house. And so mm-hmm. he'd be gone for months working on the railroads, blah, blah, blah. So like one day, a lady came from social service, told her to grab her, grab her favorite toy mm-hmm. because you're, you're going away for a couple of days, you'll be back. Never she never came, came back. back. My mother, all the kids were separated. They got sent to to different foster homes. Mm. My uh she grew up in a in a in an abusive foster home, very racist, um, very sheltered. Is this here? This in, she grew uh, up Maryland? This is in Michigan. She grew Michigan? up in Michigan. Okay. My dad's from Ohio. Gotcha. Um so she never where they where they grew up, it was no black people. It was just Native American white. She never met a never met a black person until she she ended up joining the military and that's when she met her. She told me she met her first. She met other people outside her, you know, black yeah. and Native American. My mother, they, she, she started dating my father. My father never, never dated a white woman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, they met in the military. They didn't get married. They had their issues, whatever, because um, they were stationed in Alabama at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born. My dad was. My dad did 20 years in the military. My mother got out. So my dad was never really around. Um, when I, for me, I've never identified as a, as, as, as white. Right. I've always identified as black. Right, right. Okay. Just, just because, you know, that, that's just, that's what I feel. Yeah. Um, but like, I, like, I, like I said, I never, my dad wasn't really around. So my mother was forced to raise a, a black, a black boy. Mm-hmm. How's my mother able to do that when she's a white woman? She right. don't realize what. The struggle. So not only is it hard, it's hard for a woman to raise a man, it's a white woman raising a black a black woman. Right. Yeah, so right. it'd be times where I 
I, I, I went to J.C. Penney's and I'm standing behind my mother in the in the in line waiting, like waiting with her while she's buying something. Mm-hmm. And the lady at the cash register says, "Hold up, ma'am. Excuse me, she, sir. Can I help you? Oh, wow. is, is there a problem? What are you What are you doing?" And my mother has to say, "That's my son. You talking to?" Mm-hmm. So you gotta understand, like that. Yeah. That's that, that that type of dynamic, which is. It's a, it's that's how I was growing yeah. up, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Or I go to school. And how how old are you now? I'm, I just turned forty two. Oh shit, air horns, nigga. Old <laughs> <laughs> air horns. I'm old, but I'm young. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm old, but I'm young. But um, you gonna be in the club? Is that for me? <laughs> God so I I had that. I I I've been dealing with that. So that mm-hmm. like that environment is what kind of like. I guess started my um my mental, mental illness mm-hmm. or mental issues. Yeah. Um, I had ulcers at, at ten years old. Mm. So Damn, why why, why does a ten year old have ulcers? Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's stress. So yeah. I was seeing a counselor at ten, and I and I and, and I don't really remember why or whatever, but I had like a lot of ang- anger issues mm-hmm. that's going on. Um. Uh, I found out. Well, I, I never. I was so. I'm gonna go deep. I'm gonna go deep with it. <laughs> so, so being in the military, we traveled all over the place. Mm-hmm. We was always, we never in one spot. Um, we was we stationed in Germany. My babysitter at the time actually molested me at like, mm-hmm. when I was three years old. So, at three, you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Like, so those those memories, I didn't know if they were real mm-hmm. or if they were just fake memories mm-hmm. or whatever, or dreams. But I've gone. Like as becoming an adult, I realized that I was molested at three. Yeah. Um, I, 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 that's not the only time I was molested. I was also molested, molested by women mm-hmm. growing up and, that were watching my mother. Hey, bro, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. So I'm with you. Yo. Um, that's a very common thing, and that's a taboo a thing. That's what I'm talking about. That's a taboo thing too. I'd be scared because, um, like, remember when we had the conversation about my son um, having a little bathroom issues and stuff like that? Like, mm. stuff like that, like, I don't want his teacher continue to have to clean him up and all mm-hmm. that stuff all the mm-hmm. time because I don't ever know what these people be doing to these kids. And, and with, with men, with boys, it's, it's we're external. So yeah. you can't really tell that we've been played yeah. with right, right, or right. been messed with. And it's not even that. It's some people don't teach their sons, but they really mm-hmm. teach their daughters yeah. of no one's supposed to touch yeah. you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or if someone does touch you, oh, you a man now. Right. No, it don't yeah. work like that. Right. Yep. Yep. So for me, it was like... I, I know I've I've always been highly sex I've had always been highly sexualized mm-hmm. as a young kid and now I know as a, when I became as I became older and started really talking to somebody I realized why mm-hmm. um, my, and I never told my mother I, I had a conversation with my mother probably like 10, 15 years ago and she was like she broke down and cried and all that like mm-hmm. she felt like she 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 uh, let me down yeah. and, you know, and then she started thinking back she's like that's why that that lady yeah. was acting this way and this way it all yeah. makes sense now yeah. so yeah. that's heavy yo. But yeah, that's just that's just one aspect of it. And then I think having have not having my father around right. and 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 having identity crisis, uh, mm-hmm. identity issues, mm-hmm. going to school and people like yo, you you a white boy, yeah. mellow yellow, sunshine light bright, mm-hmm. you're not you black enough. In, uh, Maryland. So I did go to school. I went to school in Harford County. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My dad, my my parents, I got family. So we we my dad was stationed at Avenue Proving Grounds. We got people, we got a family in Baltimore. My dad was like, I don't want you going to school in the city. So, mm-hmm. Harvard County, that's, they got a good school system, right. blah, blah, blah. So, I had to go to school out there. Right. Um, but, uh, 
Do you think everything that had been um, affected your social life as far as you going to school, like from elementary on up? Yeah, well, so being in the military, I, I, it was a positive mm -hmm. with traveling. So let's say I, I, I go to school, because we never been placed in more, longer yeah. than three years. Mm -hmm. I was able to reinvent myself going right. to another school. So right. like if I messed up at that school and people didn't like me, I can go to this to school this, right. and I can be like, okay, yeah, then I'm gonna start fresh. I'm gonna make new friends, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but um, it, it was still hard, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cause it was, ne I was never, I never was in one place too long. Right. And, I, and then my father was really never there. Mm -hmm. And then um, when my father did come around, um, he was abusive, so mm -hmm. he did some things to me that physically yeah. that you know messed me up, and so where you know social service had to be called, yeah. all that type stuff. So um, it just it's just a lot that was building up, and I did, and at that time I never really thought that I was having like issues. Right. I didn't start having issues. What do you consider issues, though? Known issues. I so like I never looked at myself as being depressed. Okay, right. gotcha. Like I. Cause you had a word to put to it now. Yeah. Gotcha. So I fast forward. I went to Bowie State University on a football scholarship. Mm -hmm. um, Damn, nigga. <laughs> you don't get no more air horns. <laughs> um, I lost my football scholarship. For real? I lost. I got hurt. Not an air horn. Yeah, I lost it. <laughs> so I went. And so I that put me in a funk, right? Mm. And I remember one day I never forget the first. I was in. I was at Laurel Mall. Mm -hmm. And I was walking. I, f I was on the f I was on the phone with my mother, and I felt like I was having a heart attack. Like my yeah. my chest was like getting real tight. Was there a feel reason right. for that? Anxiety. I was I, I was I found out later on I had an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. But was the conversation taking you there? No, it was, was just, just out of it was just the morph like it was closing in on me. Gotcha. It felt like everything was just closing in. Everything was getting real silent, real quiet, and I felt like I was going to die. Mm. Damn. Like I felt like my like this is. I was going to another round type mm -hmm. shit. It was, it was, they, they freaked me out. And and I've always been outgoing and a clown, class mm -hmm. clown and all that. Nobody really knew that I had issues. I didn't know I had issues. Right. And um, ended up going to the hospital, thought I was having a heart attack. They, they told me, they gave me Pax, they gave me, um, not Pax, or, and, um, Xanax. Xanax. Mm -hmm. They gave me Xanax and they was like, you, know, you had an anxiety attack. I'm like, what, mm -hmm. what I thought it was anxiety attack was, is the, the girl, Breathing into a bag and all that type of stuff. That's what I saw. Yeah. I was like, I had no anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. Like, what is an anxiety attack? Um, but that was like the down curse of my life. Like, it, from that point on, that anxiety attack scared the shit out of me so bad that now I had anxiety about having anxiety. Yeah. I've been so there. Um, they uh they started giving me they started giving me Xanax. They gave me my doctor was like, we're gonna put you on Paxil. Now, what age is this? This is 21. God damn, huh? 21. So now, um, they put me on Paxil. At the time, it was an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. um, started taking Paxil. The Paxil actually fucked me up. Started having, having hallucinating, all types of crazy stuff. So now, now um, I'm, at, I'm in Bowie State. I went from being a football player, living on living on top of, like, fucking with all a bunch of girls, mm -hmm. living good. You know what I'm saying? I'm free. To now, I'm in my room, not talking to nobody because yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. I feel like, like, who do I tell? Because they're going to think I'm crazy if yeah. I tell people this shit. Like, I was nerd. I was scared. Like, I was scared to go to class. I was scared to take tests. I was, like, I was, I was, to my, 
I was like, how am I going to function the rest of my life feeling like this? Right. So it 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 made me even more depressed. Yeah. And then um, I remember I, I took Paxil and I was sitting in the lifeguard chair. I worked at the gym at the mm-hmm. time. I worked at the gym and um, I was a lifeguard and then I worked in the, the fitness park. So I was sitting in the lifeguard chair while they were swimming laps. It was a guy who was swimming laps. And I remember I had just took my Paxil. I didn't tell my employer I was taking Paxil. Yeah, you can't. I, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So I started having like, like, I started talking to myself in the third person, like Garrett. G, jump in the water. Out loud or in your head? In my head. Got go ahead, jump in the water. Just end this shit. Like, go ahead, end it. it. Like, it's, you can't live like this. And I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm like talking to myself, like, yo, what is going on? Like, I'm starting to freak out. And so I get, I, I don't jump in the water, obviously. Look at you, yeah, I was like, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I could, like, he's like, jump in the water and don't come up. Just drown yourself, just basically. That's what it was. So then, I started, I left the lifeguard chair. I started like having, I started freaking the fuck out. Like, cause I, like, I, I, who, who wants to think that they're having voices in their head type shit? So I started having this out of body experience where I felt my soul was leaving my body. And I started chasing after myself. Now, there are people who are watching this and they're probably like, oh, he's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I started having, I, that's real life shit. Yo, yeah. like, I felt the blood in my face leaving, mm-hmm. everything. Like, I, like, life is over. Mm-hmm. So you astro projected off of stress. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And the and the medication. So um I told I told my doctor, I said, Hey doc, this medication is messing me up. Yeah. She was like, Well, I'm giving you a low doses already. I'm giving the same doses I give to older people. She's like, try this. Is that also like uh antidepressant? It is anti Paxil is an antidepressant. Because I was like about the ex, like when it comes to antidepressants, it's like it doesn't make you like I've never understood why doctors prescribe that to people because it literally wants you to commit suicide. So I was, I was, about, to get, I was about to get to that. Yeah. I was about to get to that. You're right. And so doctors, they, they doctors do what they're trained to do. Right. right? So they, they're trained that everything has mm-hmm. a, has a solution or a medi- Medicaid or whatever it is. Like that's what they're trained to do. So she told me to take the Paxil mm-hmm. before I go to sleep. She's like, take it when you go to sleep. Oh my God. Oh, you'd be up all night. So I, I actually, I started taking it before I went to sleep and I was fine. Like I didn't have the yeah. episodes anymore, right? Oh, okay. But I started like doing research on Paxil. Like I started doing research on Paxil, antidepressants. And I started finding out that one of the side effects is suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. in adolescence. Mm-hmm. And, and I started doing, adult. yeah. I started seeing, I started, I started seeing stories. Like there was this one, one young lady. She was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. She was on antidepressants. She had no. She was obviously she was going through some stuff. Her family knew about it, but she ended up hanging and killing herself in the shower. Mm-hmm. And she never left any notes or anything like that, or made any comments that she wanted to kill herself. And they were saying they were relating it back to the mm-hmm. antidepressants. So then I started going back to the commercials that that show the antidepressants. And if you listen to it, because they mm-hmm. say it really fast, mm-hmm. may cause suicidal thoughts. Yep, yep. Well, I hear it every time. Yeah, I do hear that. So I actually, um, I took myself off the packs. I said, I'm not taking this shit yeah. no more. Which you're not supposed to do either because your body becomes dependent mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Which is also tells you, like, if your body's depending on something, then that's not really something yeah. you need. Makes you feel like mm-hmm. it That's another addiction. It's a life change. You can't just take something to substitute for another. Yeah. So, um, 
I went through so I, I so I basically I got lucky and was able to like help myself. I found like answers through myself, like mm-hmm. researching, right. and then um, I'm still going to Bowie. There was a I went and got free uh, therapy, mm-hmm. and this guy. How did you get free therapy? So when you're a student, you have insurance. Gotcha. So they they offer like they also they offer a lot of um, uh, services through mm-hmm. the school. So they had some therapy. So I started going talking to this, this guy. There's a black guy. And life, life saved me. Like he, me, me and him had a good conversation. He was like just telling me about my, like about my past and how things added up and blah blah blah. And he basically told me he's like, listen, your, your body, your soul, your temple is like a bucket, an mm-hmm. empty bucket. You keep filling it up with water with all these issues, these issues and that's going on in your life, and eventually that bucket's gonna overflow. Yeah. He's like, you got to a point where you're. Your body, your mind, your temple, your soul overflow, right. and there's nothing that your body could do but to to, to try to like run. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's what your anxiety came from. And I was like, oh. Okay. But your body wasn't running; your soul was. Everything yeah. was. My yeah. mind, my soul, and so your mind is 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 very um it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Man. Your mind, like you you can be physically fit, but if your mind is jacked up, yeah. it's 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 a, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? How do you personally feel when you see posts, as we were discussing earlier, when it's like, you know, maybe like a guy in his late 20s, mm-hmm. um, he probably just broke up with his girl or some shit, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And he really in his bag, like, nah, my nigga, I'm depressed right now. You know, I'm going through it. I got post-traumatic stress disorder from this breakup. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're using a lot of, like, words they've seen before. Yeah. And they try to associate their feelings with those words. So as someone that obviously has experienced significant trauma, how does that make you feel? So I try not to um, judge other people's mm-hmm. issues. If, if that person's saying that, they, that they're depressed or they got PTSD, mm-hmm. I got to take for what they say. It's mm-hmm. not my place to sit there and say, Yo, you're a liar. Like, you gotta take all that stuff serious. But do you carry it like that because that's what you wanted from people when you were trying to express it? Yeah, I mean, I carry I, I carry it like that because I've been there. Right. Right. So yeah, so I yeah, I, I guess I would say yeah. And in the, in the, in the for somebody to even recognize it and say it out loud is big because for me, I feel like I didn't want to say it, say it right. out loud because if I said it out loud, people think I'm weird. Right. Because the way society. At, and this is back. I'm twenty. I'm forty two now. So that was twenty one years ago mm-hmm. when right. I first started. You gotta understand the the the, the 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 environment then was even less yeah. friendly to men yeah. suffering depression. Because at the end of the day, and, that, and I'm just talking about men. We ain't we haven't even gotten to the fact of black men. Yeah, was it systemic racism and, and generational depression mm-hmm. from over four hundred five hundred years of slavery? I don't even need a sound So it, that that's. That's deep, and not not, not just, and and, we, and I don't want to uh, take away from women too, because black my, black women, we we've all been through right. some shit. So, yeah. but with black men, is we're looked at, we're supposed to be strong. Yeah, it's like like when we when we when we leave out the door in the morning, like we go through some shit. Yeah. Like you, we already look looked at as inferior monkeys, crazy, not smart, and we we all fucking hoodlums and shit. Right. So. You gotta deal with for like prejudgment, prejudgment, yeah. all that, and then you come back home to your woman, your wife, and she don't realize what you went there. She expects right. you to be strong, provide, mm-hmm. and all that, and so you gotta be strong for your 
your girl, you gotta be strong for your kids, you gotta be strong period, because when, when people see that perceived weakness of the then they they you're less of a man or right. they, they jump on it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So Which I My issue is I've never, of course, been in a relationship to where mental health went that deep. Um, I always get the guys that like don't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, like something happened at their job and they want to whine about it. Or if they have children, oh. then they want to. Right, that's what I'm saying. I've never had conversations that deep. So when I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is that when I sense it, I sense it as, I look at it as weakness to okay, where, gotcha. yeah, I look at it as weakness to where I'm just like, the fuck, toughen the fuck up. Like, so it doesn't matter type yeah. of shit. But I've never been in a situation, like, or with a man that's actually had, like, real shit happen to him to where I'm like, damn, like, I haven't. I have not. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got dudes out here getting, I mean, yo, I've been pulled over. Mm -hmm. I've had guns stuck in my face. Yeah. All that shit. I got, P, I mean, we, it's, we got PTSD yeah. on that shit. Like, and, People like they'll suck that shit up. Mm. Like it's not that easy. So yeah. you you can't control your mental. Mm. You can't control you. You can't control that. Like you're, we're emotional beings. Mm -hmm. Like God gave us the ability to be emotional. That's what separates us from other animals and, and whatnot. We are emotions. Emotions keep us alive. Right. So when you're telling somebody they suck it up, like you. you you're slowly killing them yeah. for real. Or it's like I could confide in you, but now that you told me suck it up, now I got nowhere to go. Right. Yeah. So, so now I'm still by myself. Yep, yeah, you're by yourself. So like when people ask me what it feel like to be having anxiety, depression, I feel like that's like imagine yourself walking on this earth and nobody can hear you talking. Mm. You're screaming at the top of your lungs and nobody's responding, nobody's listening to you. They act like you're not even fucking dead. Right. Mm. You're by yourself. That's being by yourself and lonely is the worst feeling in yep. the world, right? So, and then it's like, when you're in a relationship, you mm -hmm. want your woman to have your back. Right. You want your woman to, like, you come home, like, hug me and hold right. me and, like, listen, you safe. Right. This is a safe place. Right. But women, black women, women, period, they look at, they, they've been taught that men are supposed to be strong. Yeah. They're supposed to be provided. So now they don't understand the whole aspect of it. So it's just something that, People, I think people need to talk about it more because I know a lot of people suffer suffer mm -hmm. from it internally and not saying anything, mm -hmm. and it just needs to be a conversation. Um, Do you think um, a lot of mental or perceived mental health problems um, play into people's perception of themselves? Like, you know, worried about how other people look at them. Look at them. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, like I said, like, if you don't want to be perceived as being weak, like, yeah. like you don't want to be, or crazy, or that person is that person's a nut. They, you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure people are watching and listening. They're like, oh, this man, he's hearing things and mm -hmm. talking to the third person. He's fucking nuts. Like mm -hmm. they probably like I, I wouldn't. He's crazy. He needs help. Whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that. You people are worried about what other people think about him. Right. I mean. That's how we are as a that's human nature. That's human right. nature. Facebook Facebook will tell you that right there. Everything right. everything on Facebook is a facade. Mm -hmm. Do you think <clears throat> some people could obtain a certain level of comfort if they um 
come to a understanding with themselves that they, you know, can't really base the expectations they have of themselves on other uh, people. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's that's how I got through when I understood when I Over when me. I was able to accept it. Gotcha. Yeah, so okay. it was like. It, what, I, who cares what other people think? I gotta fix myself. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta find what this issue, what's causing me that my body is telling me something. Mm-hmm. My body's telling me that something's not right. Whatever is in my life, however I'm living, mm-hmm. whatever in the past, I have to address it, face it, and figure this out. And that's you have to under, you have to when, once you realize that nothing else matters. But well, who cares what other people think? And then the older you get, you start to realize I don't care what other people think. Yeah. I got right, bills. Right, right, right. I got kids to take care of. I don't right. care what, what you think about me. Cause you go through your own shit. Yeah. Do you have triggers that, like, might take you back to that point, or it might you might feel like it's shifting you back to how you felt? Um, I wouldn't say triggers, mm-hmm. but I I'm more aware if I'm getting to that place. Mm-hmm. So I like I I'm instead of instead of putting it under the rug and right. ignoring it, I'm able to. Deal with it. Deal with it. At least uh, acknowledge it. Acknowledging it is a big, the big thing. Definitely. Do you confront? Yeah. um, That that's 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 a that's uh, something that I've been battling for a long Mm -hmm. time. So I'm always going to deal with. I have a hard time with that. You know what I'm saying? But I acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Like I know it's there, and I know when when it's starting to turn again like mm-hmm. my, my biggest my biggest fear is that I'm gonna regress yeah I never want to go back to that dark place yeah, ever, exactly. ever again Nobody does. you know what I'm saying so um how do you get back to your center like how do you center yourself or come back to where you're grounded you know like how you pull back and like look I'm going a little too far a little too deep let me come back get back to where I'm at before I can yeah it's 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 being real with yourself mm-hmm. and being 100% honest with yourself mm-hmm. is the first step. Right. Um, because people, we lie to ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you're real with yourself and you, and, and, you, and you realize that you're off, then that's the first step. And then whatever it takes for me, like I, I um, start going, I'll go to the gym. Like the gym for me is my sanctuary. I love, I love working out. It's my peace. Mm-hmm. So that, that helps me out a lot. Spending time with my kids is my peace. Cause they're innocent, right. you know what I'm saying, and like they they have pure love right. for me, and I got pure love for them. So that that's my that's my center. Um, or I do I, like I write, mm-hmm. I write poetry. A lot of people don't know that, but I I I'll sit Cause down I and damn I, sure did. I'll write. So <laughs> you just found that out right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Um. Being as you did have these experiences, um, I remember you mentioning about your dad. Um, is he still living? Yeah. How is your relationship now? Our relationship is um, a lot better. Mm-hmm. He's actually, I got, I explained earlier, I'm buying a food truck. He had, he owned a food truck for three years. Mm-hmm. I'm buying it off of him. Okay. Um, our relationship is a lot better now. Mm-hmm. Growing up, it was hard. Like I, I, I couldn't even look my dad in the eye. Yeah. Like I would talk to him side eye. You know, it's like he, we had, we had some serious, serious issues. Mm-hmm. Was um, he intimidating to you? Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, I respected him and I, and I love my dad. I thought my dad was a superhero. Yeah, like, yeah, but being, like in conflict, you mm-hmm. couldn't like. Yeah. It's like, I remember, so I remember when I was 10 years old, he had just came back from, so he went to Desert Storm. He was one of the first people to go there. Okay. So I was, I was living with him in Germany when Desert Storm popped off. 
and I had to, I had to fly back to the states because he was getting ready to deploy mm-hmm. over there, and he was there for like three years. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the first people to go, and he was one of the last people to leave. So I remember I lived in Oklahoma at the time. Oklahoma was like Fort Sill, Oklahoma was the base I was at. That's the third biggest army base in the United States. So a lot of people who were deploying to to uh, Desert Storm came out of Texas or Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends was like. Their, their dads would come back home and all that. My dad was still there. Yeah. And um, I remember he finally came back home. I couldn't wait to see him. Mm-hmm. And it was just something was different. Yeah. So I remember, like, y'all, y'all probably, y'all younger than me, but and Living Color was, was popping. Yeah. Yes. And I, I remember my dad. I, about <laughs> you don't know about yes. Living Color? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so bad for you. So, so. The, um, it's like, Matt, you know, Mad TV? Yes, I know like that. It's like a bad team, oh, okay. the better. Uh-huh. Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey, is it Jim Carrey? Yep, that's Jim what he got, got his star. Oh, got it. So, um, I remember telling my dad, I was like, I want to watch, I want to watch The Living Color, and he was like, no, you can't, you're not watching it. And I was like, and I remember asking him, like, well, why I can't watch it? Like, it was simple as why mm-hmm. I can't watch that's it, my friends so. get to watch it. Mm-hmm. Man, so I, I walked away, and my dad swung me like a motherfucking bees on, on honey, like, was on top of me beating the shit out of me like you gave him your back yeah i gave him my back yeah your soldier yo he took he took uh he took a belt he beat me with the belt buckle he just beat the shit i I had so many bruises and and marks all over my body my neck my back my butt everywhere and i remember like why you know like like, why why do you do that shit to me you know what i'm saying and um i had to go to school yeah I'm 10 years old, like I can't say, nobody told me not to go to school, so I went to school and yeah. I tried to cover as much as I could, but my legs were still showing because I was Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma's high, it's like Texas. Yeah. And I remember they getting called to the principal's office and they were like, where where these marks come from? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, did you, did somebody hit you? Yeah. And they're like, Those interrogations. Like, they, they, they interrogate me. I remember yeah. they, um, I don't remember the conversations, but I remember I had to stand in the room in my underwear and they took pictures of me. Damn. They took pictures of my whole body. Like my body was fucked up. It looked like it was it was fucked up. Can I ask you some real shit? If you're yeah. comfortable with it, what's up? Uh, did they call CPS on your pops? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember um, uh, having to go to this building with and the, and the lady with counselor was telling my dad that you know you can't do that and you know and him being in the military he could have got kicked out. Yeah. So and he didn't. He didn't. But that shit was on his jacket, though. But I remember him telling the lady, like, that's my son. I'm going to punish him how I seem seem fit. And then he pulled me to the side and was like, hey, listen, she gave you a card. Go ahead and call her. Say it. Call her next time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do what you got to do. So... There was other, there was there was other times. So I like I hated I hated my father for 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 real because he never he was never really around, and then because he was he was doing his military yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? He had to, he was taking care of the family. Yeah. But as a kid, I'm like I need my black dad. Yeah. I need I need my so I need my father in the house. Yeah. Like my mother can't couldn't do it, and yeah. I love my mother to death. My mom was good. I love her to yeah. death, but she couldn't do it. So I was I got raised by the streets. I got raised yeah. by. My homeboys' fathers, they uncles, they cousins, mm. they older brothers and shit like that. I was doing shit I wasn't supposed to be doing. Which is another getting, problem that don't really get talked about. It's, yeah. it's like how do you dealing with parents dealing with parents that parents that tell you 
it's my way or the highway. Or if you call them, you better go with them. You be better be ready not to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with that? Because now I'm scared to ask for help if you're hurting me. Right. Yeah. And then being being 10 years old, like, how do you process that? Dang, my point exactly. Like, well, think, think about his, his position in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you got, you got beef, right? Like you said, nobody told you not to go to school. Yeah. You go to school like you're supposed to. Because yeah. now you might you might even be thinking, well, shit, if I don't go to school, I might get beat yeah, again. Tell right. me, you go to school, you try to cover it as much as you right. can. Somebody else took it upon themselves to escalate some right. shit. And my dad, but now it's your fault it's getting I, taken out on you. I remember my father telling me, like, oh, you, you, went, to school, you, you, you went to school with shorts on on purpose. I'm like... It's, it's 100 degrees outside. Like, hey, what, bro, what you not, without getting into too much shit on my end, I've gone through two of the same exact situations. Same So, you know, the scary, so the scariest part is, is that I see my, my dad, I see my dad and me sometimes, how I react to certain things. Mm-hmm. And it scares me because I don't want to be my father. Right. Like, I res- I respect my father as because I'm a father now mm-hmm. and I understand what, what he was going through, what right. he was doing to take care of my family, right. uh, to take care of his family. Right. Um, I wouldn't have did a lot of things that he did, right. but I understand. And I, and then I also understand that his father did the same thing and to him. Right. So, so um, you're breaking yeah. the cycle. Yeah, I'm trying to. I've caught myself a few times where I get angry, I scream at my, my, my son mm-hmm. or my daughters, and I try not, I try to be like, nah, I can't, I can't be like yeah. that. Like, after I do it, I come back and I have to like apologize to him. I feel really bad that I did it, and uh, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to be like my father mm-hmm. in in that aspect, but I do want to be like my father in a lot of some other aspects. Right. Just being a provider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are you in therapy currently? Um, no, I'm, I'm not. I actually just signed up to go back to therapy. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I think everybody should go to therapy. Oh yes. I don't Therapy. think, I think, mm-hmm. I don't, no, you can't say that, because a lot of people do try it several times. This is the same thing I tell this one. It's just like, okay, I'm sitting here, you like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm so, like, why am I here? And, and then I got to go through this eight more times mm-hmm. to find the right person. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to yeah, do that. I'm done it's already. Tough. No. It's tough. So, I had the same mindset when I first started. Now, my therapist, love her to death, she's an older lady. I think she's in, like, her 50s, 60s. Um, to where that's what they told me when I first signed up. They was like, oh, we're going to put you with her. She's a little bit older. She um, <laughs> anyway, um, they was like, you know, just basically saying, um, you know, she's a little bit older, so just, you know, just be patient type she of stuff. She don't. In so many words. Oh, look, you paying though. My insurance is paying. Oh, all right, still paying. Right. My insurance. You can be patient with insurance. So um, <laughs> I started therapy um, in January. This was I actually had COVID. And the reason why I started therapy at this point in time is because when my son had, my youngest son had COVID before I did. So when I got COVID and I felt how I felt, it fucked me up. Is this early COVID or like? This was early COVID. Like shivers, body aches from head to toe. Felt like you needed to be in a hospital type COVID. Like I had that COVID. So when I felt that, 
it put me in a state because I'm like, if I felt like this, my son had to feel like this. And it like literally put me in a depression state because I'm just like, I, it was literally nothing I could do for my youngest son. At the time he was what, one, two years old. It was nothing I could do for him to make him feel better, to get rid of it. Like we literally had to go through that 14 day process and it fucked me up. And I'm just like, if I don't do something, I was going to end it like without a care in the world or anything. So I felt, I felt like at that point in time, like that wasn't my first time ever having like any type of suicidal thoughts. I was like, this is kind of the time I ended up cutting my hair off. Like this shit was, this shit was fucked up. Um, but I ended up talking to her and what ended up happening was I wanted to quit so many times. I'm like, but with me, I have a thing with, I finish certain things, but there's some things that I might start and I don't finish. And I said, I don't want to always start something and not finish it. So I'm like, regardless if she's not that person, regardless if she sucks, regardless if she's boring, regardless of anything, I'm going to do it. Gotcha. Two years later, I'm still with the same person. God damn. <laughs> I'm still with the same person, but it took me a long. When I tell you, in therapy for three months, like, I... Was you, was you leaning on her like you lean on niggas on him? No. no, I was actually was patient, patient because she was because she was older. She was older and fragile. She ain't fragile at all. She just gonna make you think that so you can pipe down. But oh, it did. Yeah, she getting paid. But it did take her a while because I was just like, why is she not talking back to me? Like, why are we not having this conversation? Like. But I had to understand, like, she don't know me from Adam. Like, so she, at this point, is getting to know me, um, trying to understand, with my story being all over the place, because um, I was talking about my mom, I was talking about my dad, I was talking Recent about my breakups, and I was talking about all, like, everything. So she has to process all of this. So, yes, two years later, I'm still with the same... Therapist. Can I ask you a legit question? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you had a false sense of what therapy was based on the perception you already had from like the public or what you yeah. saw? I thought that okay. going right in, it was going to be like, oh, well, you know what? You shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that yeah. or like just off the the break. But it's literally nothing like that. No like everything that I visioned therapy to be like. That's why anybody that says, oh, I can't just go to anybody. I can't just, which is very true. Like, mm-hmm. you got to pick your therapist. But at the same time, you can't go in expecting them to know your situation and to talk to you how you talk to your friends or something yeah. like that. Like, it definitely is going to take time. And that's what I had to learn uh, in that process. That's and, good, too, that you that you, that you, mm-hmm. you gave it some time because yeah. it. I mean, every therapist, every therapist, they're human beings too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not good. Like right. you, you got, you go to a restaurant. That, that mm-hmm. chef sucks, mm-hmm. but he a chef. Right. So you go to a therapist. That therapist sucks, but she's a she's a therapist. Uh, he's a therapist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a therapist. Yeah. So, and then everybody has it's, it just don't fit. Mm-hmm. So you got to find your proper fit. Right. You know what I'm saying. And then when I and when you said before, I said before everybody should do therapy. Yeah. Not necessarily talk to a therapist, but find some type Something. of therapy. Right. So exactly. your therapy is exactly. Going out and taking twenty minutes a day and being to yourself mm-hmm. and, and reflecting on your life—that's your therapy. Mm-hmm. Everybody should find something, some type of uh, outlet. Outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You need. You need to. Mm-hmm. My thing with the 
that part also is even though I am in therapy, I found that like me being in it, it kind of pushed me to writing about my life. So that's what I'm currently doing now. I'm like writing a book that's based on how I grew up with my mom to hope that me reading it because it has been like some fucked up shit like damn like and I'm still at teenage years to where I'm just like well maybe when I get through it I can just read it process it and I know I hate when you're looking at me like that I can process it to where I can kind of close those chapters of my life and start fresh potentially with my mom like getting all those out of the I don't know like my thought process on what I'm thinking could potentially happen is still working, but I just, I don't know. I feel like when I put it all and write it all down and let it all out, like I might have more of an open, um, I don't know. I might get that, that fulfillment that I'm missing, like, or something. The fulfillment is a relationship with mother. Right. That, that. That mother daughter that's right. that's relationship that she, right. that she has with your sister. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like right now is like literally if I'm talking about my mom, it's just a, it's just empty, and I'm trying to find things that are just like well you know well we went on vacation together and we had a good time like I'm trying to fill some stuff up just to have some type of sympathy to be able to just be like. So why don't you try some new shit? Me trying to get there is the hard part. Gosh, yeah. Me trying to get there because it's just like trying to take away the person that I see her as. It's yeah. You know what like, I would do? I just pick that nigga up one day, like, yo, let's just go to Popeyes and get some chicken sandwiches. I can't. <laughs> it ain't gonna rock like that. I can't. How old is your sister? Is she younger than you? My sister is 30. I'm 33, so she's 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how does your sister feel about your relationship? Me and my sister, yeah, so me and my sister actually um, got into an argument um, the other day after um, my mom had sent a text message because she, what I said, I'm like, the thing that I hate is do not send a mass message when you've seen me. Like, I seen my mom on Sunday. I seen my mom, did I see her that Saturday? I don't know if I've seen her that Saturday. I might not have seen her that Saturday, but I've seen her the week prior and the week prior because we go to my nephew's, like, their basketball games and stuff. Um, so I've seen her personally. I've seen her. So I'm like, if you wanted to talk about something or you wanted to make amends, like, why not come to me personally? Like, don't have no text message that has people that doesn't even have nothing to do with anything just to make yourself look like oh well you tried because that was like one of my aunts like my grandmother's sister is on this text message and she's just like well you tried uh and i'm just like like this lady just seen me yesterday yesterday in a private setting that could have been like hey can we talk it just made it and you didn't do it like so for you to do that it's just like me saying it, my sister's like, well, do you think if, she's like, I don't feel like you would have, um, you would have gave mommy the time of the day. If mommy would have came to me and said, hey, let's talk. I wouldn't have been like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I wouldn't have been like that. So she's like, well, you're not the most approachable. So it's my fault that she's intimidated by me. Like, it shouldn't be, regardless of the feelings or anything, even if it's just 
sending a text message, send it to me. Like, don't send it to everybody that don't have nothing to do with it. Because now, Everybody as always, opinion. when I fought you, oh, the thing is, what is it on 10%? Yeah. Nine. When I fought, when me and her had a physical altercation, it was, I was disrespectful. When me and her got into an argument, I was disrespectful. So this situation, even at me being 33 years old, and me saying what I'm saying, oh, the disrespect. Is it disrespectful or are you standing up for yourself? What is it? Is disrespect in their eyes. I'm tired of being looked like I'm the bad person when all this could have been alleviated and you could have just came to me and just said, hey, we need to talk. So then, my, like I said, me and my sister, with our argument, it was along those lines because she's like, well, I just don't feel... I said, the thing is, me and you can never have that conversation because you and mommy has always been good. You've never had to worry about if one day your mom was going to... Like, I fought my mom because I forgot to tell her that her boyfriend called. She never has to go down that road. Never has to think about no shit like that. Never has to even say, oh, well, yeah, mommy... uh." Did some stupid shit because her boyfriend this or her boyfriend that. Like, never had to do any of that. What's up? No. Oh. Um, so she's like, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. She was like, but at the same time, it's still your mom. It was my mom then. But that's how you carried me. And you continue to carry me like that. Or if we have an argument, it's, oh, I'll, um, I'll pull up. I'll, I'll be... For what? Like, for what? That's your sister saying that? This is my mom. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is my mom. Like, so I'm just like, I'm tired of always feeling like I'm at a battle with somebody that's supposed to be the closest person to me. If y'all had y'all sat down and have a conversation, you'd like let her know how you really feel. Mm-hmm. We've always, and that's why I said I can never, um, I can never go to that point with her again because she does not know how to accept accountability. Like, even if she don't, if she say like, you know, I fucked up. Or whatever like just say i'm sorry like this is how i'm telling you you made me feel like you can't take that away from yeah, me as like a, as a parent you gotta be like okay my intentions wasn't to hurt right. you but my my child is hurt right what i, what I did hurt my child right. and you gotta be like okay i, I i'm sorry right. I, I accept that you right. know what I'm i didn't realize that what i did mm-hmm. was doing that to you and and yeah accountability is mm-hmm. big on, on on all levels mm-hmm. on anybody everybody gotta take accountability right are you coming back? Come back what? On the show. I mean, if you need, if you want me to come back, I come back. Um, <laughs> we got because we got about like ten more minutes tonight. Um, I definitely appreciate you coming through. Yes. Um, yeah. and you as well. Um, you know, you're always welcome. Um, can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if you said it and I didn't hear it. <laughs> how, how, what's the age difference between you and your mom? Um, 20 years. So she had me when she was 20. One, 21. Damn. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, she... Right now, she's of course 53. I'm 33. Um, me and her birthday is like eight days apart. Her birthday's on the 10th and mine's on the 8th. 18th. That's what it is. I don't know. I love how you I mean, it's potential. I have no idea, huh? I love how he asked, like, anybody talking talk about his friends, like, do they watch the show? G, can What's I ask you a question? Yeah, you guys me. Uh, you've expressed a lot of shit tonight. No. Yeah, this was And I appreciate yes. you for that. Open up. Um, that's why I want to have you back, because I feel like you got more shit to express. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you come to resolve 
uh, with Pops at any point? <clears throat> um, we never sat down and had a conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I hugged my father for the first time when I was like 19. I remember that. And how, that did, how did it make you feel? Um, it was uncomfortable, but it was mm -hmm. like it was like relieving at the same time. So, so and I, and I we only got ten minutes, but I will say this: um, I told you that my my I found out my grandfather was was abusive to my father. Mm -hmm. I never knew that 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 person. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was my pop up. I loved mm -hmm. him. We hung out. We had a good time. He was. He taught. He took me fishing. He taught me how to build. He like he built a house. He built his own house with his hands from the from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Like that was my pop up. I never knew none of that. My, right. my pop up died when I was twenty one. He mm -hmm. died. Of, yeah, he died. Damn, and that was around the time he was going through all that other stuff. Yeah. So he, but before he died, I was able to talk to him in the hospital, and I I, I remember sitting back. He was in the hospital bed, and he can couldn't wipe his own nose. He could mm -hmm. talk and everything. He was, but he couldn't take care of himself. And I watched my dad wipe his nose. I watched my dad mm -hmm. clean him. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like, this is three generations yeah. right here. And I watched, and I'm like, I might be doing that for my yeah. father. Right. And that was a big, big moment in, in my life right there, watching that. And it made me realize that, you know, even though I, me and my father had, and at that time, I didn't know that my that my father and his father had issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that. My mother actually told me, like, told me some stuff. So, um, my dad's never told me. My dad's never had that conversation. And he's military, mm -hmm. so he... He's not going he's to not, communicate. He's hard right. for him. Right. Um, but, um, life is short. Yeah. And, yo, you, your life can be taken any... Right, any you day. Can lose any mm -hmm. day. And then, and it's I like, I don't ever want to get to the point where, like, I should have, could have, would have right. hugged that person. Right. Told that person I love them. Is and, that why you asked Raven if she's had a conversation with her mom? Yeah. That's part of it. And and, and I need to probably ask myself that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Yo, tough, though. Shit be happening yeah, like that. It's, it's tough. Kind of realization yeah. in real time. It's tough. Um, but, um, Definitely realize a lot of stuff on this conversation, like, just in general. So I do appreciate you for coming by and um, opening up and... I do want to, because mental health is very important, and not just, like, I mean, of course, my whole surrounding is on men right now, but, of course, women, we experience the shit that we experience as well, but I feel like women have more of a outlet to go to, opposed to, to men, right, um, yeah. but it's, it's deep for women, too, it's, yeah, it's, definitely, it's, it's, definitely, hold up, so, though, hold up, though, hold mm -hmm. up, though, what you got, I'm sorry, I didn't want to, no, 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 go ahead, no, what you got? I was going to say from my perspective is different. Mm -hmm. So from me being a woman, I'm more of a tomboy and I was raised around a lot of men. Mm -hmm. So me and, me and the way I view men is different. Where most women would say men don't open up, I feel like men are very open mm -hmm. and communicative. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so for me... <laughs> no, I've never heard no, no. that yeah, So, that's, so that's, for that's, me, when men say they deal with mental health, or like even my male friends, mm -hmm. they'll call me at a drop of a dime. And like, I know like my, my, I hooked, he's my, I call him my little brother, but I hooked him up with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And like, I knew her first, but me and him is like this. Mm -hmm. This dude will call me. He talks to nobody when he's depressed or think about something. He'd be like, hey, T, I got to tell you something. And, like, for me, that's, like, my proudest moment is to for a man to be able to call me and rely on me and to be able to know, like, 
regardless if you're a girl, anything. Like, I know you I got me. A <laughs> nah, it's like, I know that you got me. You're not going to judge me. You, you understand because of, I guess it's more of the fact that I'm more Tom, which I grew around a, a lot of guys. I know how to deal with it a little bit better. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like, oh, no, you a nigga, deal with it. I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. Right. Like, you entitled to the way you feel. Like, you should definitely say something to that person. Mm -hmm where most people wouldn't say that to them. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I kick back my feelings to be like, you know what? I got to get them an outlet because they don't get it nowhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my perspective on men's mental health is different yeah. than most people. You like, you the, you the homie. Right. There we go. You know what I'm saying? I so, am too. <laughs> nah, see, yeah, nigga, see? my nigga. Nah, that's, that's like, that's like, oh, that's I got a black friend over, you know what I'm saying? That's that one. Anyway. We won't talk about that. Yeah. Thank Whatever. you for saying that because I had the same thing. But that's what I was trying to say during but, the segment. But I just the wanted to. The conversation is why do they feel comfortable with you and not her? I don't know. Because even like my sisters, I can give you a family related one, not even just on a friend tip. My dad would come to me with some stuff. And tell, I'm, I'm the youngest, but he would tell me some stuff, but he wouldn't tell some of the other people. But it's just, I don't know that's if I'm easier to talk aura. to or yeah, is it just, yeah, but like, I've always been told I have a gravitational pull. Yeah, it's like, yo, I just want to talk to you, yeah, tell you yeah, something. Yeah. But my just perspective on men's mental health is different. Well, I want to have a conversation about niggas that divulge certain shit to their homegirls that they consider tomboys, such as yourself. Yet they have homegirls like Raven, and they refuse. That's what it's like. It's like talking to your homeboy, like talking to your nigga. You, you. But see, I'm not like that. But, but I'm not like I your homeboy. You know why? And I, yeah, you do, Raven. <laughs> I smoke. I mean, you hang out. And right, I do a home. I'm. I can be a homie too. But I will say this. <laughs> okay, for instance, like my homie come tell me something about his girl. I'm like, but well, did you talk to her about it? Nah, cause she ain't go. But you talking to me is the same thing. Like I, I'm one of them people that I'll be a mediator. You want me to sit with y'all? You want me? You want me? You want me help you out? You want me to explain to her what you're trying to say? Cause you can't say it to her. Cause I got you for that. I'm never that person that try to like take my friend's side. And like, if you wrong, you wrong. Yeah, that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm gonna tell you your shit thing. Cause I expect friend. you to do the same yeah. shit to me. Yeah. Like nigga, nah, you was wrong. You was being a little too mean to her. Y'all, y'all give it to a little gentle sometimes. I know you want to just be like. Shit, stupid. But sometimes y'all, oh, baby, you, you know, come on. They, they, you know what I mean? They won't hold their friends accountable. Right. You got to let them know, like, yo, you wrong, yo. That's why I love being a friend, like, in a relationship, and you know both parties. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm giving it to you straight. I'm giving it to you straight. And it's so, also entertainment. There so, we go. with that being said, <laughs> Raven, yes. do you have any closing thoughts? Um. So, we have one person get blocked this week. Um, she got blocked by her ex-husband's uh, new girlfriend because she was like, I don't want your son sleeping in my daughter's bed. And basically, the girlfriend on so many words. Okay. okay. Block dessert. So, <laughs> what we going to do is hold back. So next time... <laughs> Next week, because that definitely. Let me write that down, boss. And that ain't that ain't the way tonight. Because when you block a nigga, you might potentially impact their mental health. There we go. That's all it's about. Men out there, we care about you. Yes. I love y'all to death. If anybody did not say this enough, 
Ray loves you, and I swear I'm gonna be there every step of the way. I'm gonna be the homeboy too. Exactly. See, she got it. Do you have uh, plans for next week already? No. Can I have next week off? I want it next week off because I got a date. You got a date? I do. Where you going? Where you going? Uh, I'm going bowling. Where? I don't know where. All right, have what fun you, with that. What you're yes. wearing? Because then the following week, yeah, we got that shit. Like so, don't weird. forget. No, with the the girl coming for sexual mental health. I can't wait. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna sit on the step. That day. See, February is my February. February. Everybody should know by now. I love Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day in February in general is like. Everything that revolves around it. That part. He gonna come. He's somewhere out there. Can we just have a show to dive into the way that she likes to be loved? Cause I I love this complicated greatness about. And I don't need nobody to love me. I just I like it. But I want somebody to love me in detail. Explain to her. See, but she wants somebody to love her. This is. Can I ask the questions that day? Cause I'm telling you, we might learn her a little bit better. Can we switch? But I'm going to sit right here or over there <laughs> if there's no cameras over there. As long as I have this, I'm fine. I'm with you. We All got right. it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, uh, Radiantly Speaking, episode 33, thank you, G, for coming through. Yes. Thank you, Tina, for coming through, yes. as yes. always. Can I say, always one, can I say one thing real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, bro. So, m- the main thing I get at, I want to get to express is that if anybody's having some issues, yeah. they need help. Don't be scared to reach out. Yes. You definitely. can reach out to me. Yes. Hello, I'm here too. You can I'm hit here me too. Up. Not me. DMV Tina B. Holla. At Raven LB or Raven, Raven Speaks Podcast. I'm G. <laughs> he has no handle. Just Google G and his face will pop up. MDMA, Lifestyle Wave. I like this guy a lot. TKO underscore 69. Yeah, that was young. I made that. That's my Instagram. But it stick with you. Facebook, yeah. Garrett Irby, I-R-B-Y. Yeah. But um, but yeah, if you got if you need help, you need you got some 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 something you're dealing with. Don't don't be don't hold it and let it out. Yeah. Radio speaking. Out. Episode thirty-three. Who 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 was talking? I'm sorry, I ain't mean to cut you off. I said we out. Oh, all right. No, we not out. We, we not gotta let yet. them niggas know we will not be here next week. Don't we will not week. be here Don't next week. We're taking a mental break. Yes. Nah, I'm going to get And recharging <laughs> the first week of February. So love make love. sure y'all here for the month of February because I'm bringing all the love, all the smoke with us. That's just what I do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, we out. Awesome.